Organize yourselves. Prepare every needful thing. And establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. In a very real sense, we are builders of eternal houses. Welcome to Creator Homemaking. This podcast is dedicated to helping women create Christ-centered homes and lives. We hope you'll join us on this journey. Well, welcome to another episode of Creator's Homemaking with Emily and Kirsten. We're glad that you're here with us today. And we thought today, as this kind of hits our six-month mark, that we would just kind of talk a little bit about a little bit more about why we decided to start this podcast and kind of a little bit more about us. Um, so you can get to know us a little bit better. So I guess since I'm already talking, I'll keep going. Um, but I am grateful for this opportunity that we've had to do this podcast to help me to study and focus a little bit better um, one thing I was thinking of is I've been pondering this for the last couple of weeks since we decided to, to do this is where did my testimony start? And I feel like I've always just kind of known, um, there's never really been a big question in my mind about whether or not my savior loves me and whether my heavenly father's there for me. But a time that I really had to know was when I was about my brother was killed in a farming accident. And I um, had a really hard time. He was not only my brother, but uh, my best friend. And I just really had to know for myself that I would see him again someday and that the things that the gospel taught me and that my parents taught me really were true. I needed to know that for myself and not because everybody else had told me. And one night, just a few nights after he had died, I was reading my scriptures and I just had an overwhelming feeling to kneel down and pray as I was reading my scriptures and to ask that question And as a 13-year-old, I received that answer of, yes, this gospel is true. Yes, the plan of salvation is true. And yes, I will see him again. And I had never questioned the um, experience that Joseph Smith had of receiving revelation as a 14-year-old boy. And especially after that, as a 13-year-old girl, I didn't have an angel come to me or anything like that, but I had a very strong spiritual experience for me that let me know. And as I've watched my kids grow and them have to make decisions, and I know that Heavenly Father can speak to anybody no matter their age. And I'm grateful for that. And Grateful for the experiences that I've had to help my testimony grow stronger. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I also thought about when my testimony first started. And for me, when 
I went in for my baptism interview with my bishop, and he was telling me the Joseph Smith story, and he said something that wasn't quite right, and I corrected him, which was really <laughs> bold for an eight-year-old girl to do. But at that moment, I just had an overwhelming witness from the spirit that what we were talking about was true. And so that's where mine started. And because of that witness at such an early age, um, it just, I've never doubted that. And I've, you know, built upon that early time and it's helped me um, in lots of <laughs> trials in my life. Kirsten and I have kind of been through a lot <laughs> in our lives with our family. Um, she mentioned our brother and we had some other <clears throat> deaths in our family when we were young and um, just that overwhelming um, witness from the spirit really helped me in my life. And I don't know that if I hadn't received that, then if I would still be as faithful today as I am because of things that have happened in my life. So I'm grateful that that happened for me. And as Kirsten said that, yeah, the spirit can talk to anyone at any age. And I'm grateful for that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I kind of wanted to share a little bit about Kirsten and I's relationship. Hopefully she doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> I didn't clear it with her, but I've thought about it a lot. Um, so if you haven't noticed from these podcasts, Kirsten is the strong spiritual one and I am just kind of the tag along, but um, Kirsten's five years older than me and she was always just like so obedient and so like, I don't know, not dramatic and just calm and she never really was or showed any worry or she just kind of knew who she was and what life was about and um, just who she was. She was on the seminary council and I just always thought she was kind of perfect. And so because of that, me being five years younger, I didn't always necessarily like her very much because I just was like, well, I can't compete. I mean, I was the dramatic, dramatic one <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, anyway. And so weren't really like super great friends growing up not that we like hated each other or anything we just being five years apart I just don't think we had a lot in common growing up and kind of didn't hang out a lot but um the summer after I graduated Kirsten came home from college and we shared a room that summer <laughs> and because we were both working so much we ended up being home a lot just the two of us because our family was going you know this way and that during the summer to different things and we couldn't go because we had to work and I think that's when our friendship really started and then um the beginning of the next year well so she went to California in the fall and then the beginning of that next year I went to school in Virginia and Kirsten called me I think once a week and um she didn't have to I mean I was probably not as grateful as I could have been back then, but I am so grateful that she took time out of her 
life. She got engaged during that time, and she still took that time to talk to her punk teenage sister that was not always very gracious. So I am grateful for that. And then, um, you know, once I got married and started having kids, we, I think, both had husbands that worked a lot, and we were both... She had lots more kids than I did, but we both had lots of, you know, kids at home. And I think it was kind of a break for us to have each other to talk to, have another adult. And so we've just, over the years, talked quite a lot. I told Kirsten the other day, I wish I'd recorded some of our conversations because she's taught me so much over the years, um, whether it's how to help my children or how to handle different situations. She the other day we were talking and she uh, said I shouldn't be complaining to you because Kirsten never complains and I was like oh I think it's your turn because I complain way more than I should but I'm so grateful for her and her willingness to listen to my complaints and to um, be kind of my voice of reason when I get a little crazy so anyway thank you Kirsten sorry for all that but just wanted to let everybody know what an amazing person you are and I love you and I'm grateful for you in my life well thank you I think you give me like way too much credit or fill me I don't know what but I um am grateful for the relationship that we've been able to um grow and develop um that maybe we didn't have as strong of as as kids and um I think that's a good for anybody that maybe struggles with their, their sibling, <laughs> there, there is hope that they can become your best friend. And Emily is definitely one of, of my best friends and somebody that I talk to a lot and I'm very, very grateful for her. And she has taught me very much as well. So don't, and she has an amazing testimony of the gospel that I just really so don't let her like fool you or anything <laughs> but, <laughs> because there is lots that I learned from her just as much as hopefully I guess she says she learns from me but um <laughs> but I am am grateful for that I just um really felt that that was an important thing in my life to have that connection with my sister and so it was something that I worked at and sometimes probably on both ends, it was easier <laughs> than other times to, <laughs> to build that and grow that. Uh, but I'm so grateful that I took that time and that we were able to build that and, and grow that relationship. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I guess that I was thinking of a lot about this and then sharing the gospel with you and all of us is the scripture in first Nephi chapter 14 with the end of verses 13 and 14. And I came across this one day when I was teaching seminary and I've just always really loved it since then. And it says that the great mother of abominations did gather together multitudes upon the face of all the earth among all the nations of the Gentiles to fight against the Lamb of God. And we know that to be just the world in general, Um, whoever's fighting against 
um, the church. And it goes on to say, and it came to pass that I, Nephi, he's having a, um, receiving a revelation, a vision at this point, um, that beheld the power of the Lamb of God, that it descended upon the saints of the church of the Lamb and upon the covenant people of the Lord who were scattered upon all the face of the earth, and they were armed with righteousness and with the power of God in great glory. And I just love that because I I know, especially for me, where where I live, um, my kids are pretty much the only members in their schools. And we are definitely scattered. And um, but I love that we can still be strong. And I love that as we join together and we see others, that that strength can build and that we truly do have that power of God with us um, to guide us and direct us no matter where we're at, um, no matter what we're doing. Um, and there's other people out there. And I was talking to Emily about this one day. I don't know when it was, probably three years ago now. <laughs> I was um, talking to her about one day I had gotten up to get ready for church. My husband was the bishop at the time. He was already at church. It was dark. It was winter. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, what in the world am I doing this for? It was cold. And I lifted the light up and I'm like, there's no other lights on. Everybody else is in bed. What am I thinking? You know, why, why am I really doing this? And, and I didn't, really question that but there are moments that I'm like what and then just the thoughts came to me of you know what there are seven other bishops wives in this stake that are getting up and getting ready so that they can get their kids up and out the door and it just made me think of bishops all over the world and their wives getting up and and all these little pin dots of light coming out of other people's windows <laughs> And just being able to see that big vision up above of all these little dots of light everywhere. And Emily wrote an amazing poem um, about it after I had talked to her. And I was going to find it. And with the mess of moving, I don't really know where it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it is right now either. I don't know. <laughs> it's I in my it. but my child <laughs> So buried because we're trying to redo our office but <laughs> but um I just I love that that we're all here together we're not perfect by any means but we're all trying to do the best that we can and we all radiate just that little bit of light and I think we need to be sometimes a little bit kinder to ourselves um so our light can show shine just that little bit brighter yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, that just, when she told me that story, just inspired me to write, a, I don't remember what I called it, but just about the light and being a light in your own way. Um, but we talked about how it's not just members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that have light to shine, but there are faithful people all over the world that are doing the best they can with the light and knowledge they have. And I'm so grateful. We live in a small community and we have a coalition of churches here. And um, Sunday they put on a 
9-11 commemoration and we went and um the pastors who said the opening and closing prayer i don't remember what denomination they were from but their prayers were so powerful and you know they prayed for peace and for the love of god to be on this world and on our nation and um that's something that we pray for a lot in our house and so it was just such a blessing to me to realize that there are other people praying for the same thing and um you know, the Lord can speak to anybody, as we've said before, and it doesn't have to be just um, people that are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It can be anybody that is trying to do the best they can and that loves God and wants a better world for people as we do. Yeah, I, there are so many amazing um, people in the world, whether they're members of the church or not, that I have some good, you know, lots of friends out that, you know, where we live that have just taught me so much that aren't members of the church. And I'm grateful for all of them and the light that they share with me, no matter, you know, what denomination they are. Yeah. Um, So Kirsten and I were, as we've said, we've talked a lot over the years and probably, I don't know, I would say five, six years ago, I think we were both feeling a little bit of, I don't remember who coined the phrase, but divine discontent. If you remember that conference talk, I don't remember how long ago that was, but, and just felt like there was something that we needed to be doing that we weren't. And it took us five years to get this podcast going you know we went back and forth oh should we write a book maybe we should have a blog maybe we should you know go back to school we thought of all sorts of things and we never really felt like felt what it was and it took a long time I think for us to get the answer but I think this podcast has been that answer for us um and it made me think of the quote from President Nelson about, you know, anything you do to bring somebody closer to Christ, either on this side or the other side of the veil, is helping to gather Israel. And this year, studying the Old Testament, I have just really felt that connection to the house of Israel more. And, okay, am I doing my part? And so I'm grateful for the Lord's guidance in our lives that brought us to this point and um, hopefully we are doing good for somebody else other than ourselves I think I know I've grown a ton just in these last six months Um, and so I'm grateful that we were open to the spirit when we first talked about a podcast I was petrified (laughs) I'm like uh, no we can't do that and then we figured it out and I'm grateful that we did it even though it was scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. It's been a, it's been a fun, a fun ride, fun roller coaster ride. (laughs) 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 
to make this happen um like emily said not just now but the lots of years before now that that have led us to this point and i'm grateful for for her and her willingness <laughs> to join with me when i'm crazy uh, but i was thinking a lot about well emily and i have thought a lot about you know kind of our purpose and what what we're supposed to be doing and why we're here and what um more we should be doing and like she said you know we thought of all sorts of things that we could do or couldn't do and um the one thing that we've both really felt strongly about is being the best wife and mother that we could be and that's our calling right now um to do that and sister Corden gave a talk from i think it was from uh, it was an october conference um it might have been in 2021 last year i guess and i believe she it was in the women's session and she talked about how somebody sent her a letter and asked you know what what grand thing should i be doing right now and i thought man i've thought that a lot i feel like i should be doing something big and grand you know and i was out walking and that really hit me and just kind of this whole train oh whole other line of thinking came to my mind as i was thinking of that that the Lord does have a plan for us. And Sister Corden says, the Lord has a plan for you. He has prepared you for this day right now to be a strength and a force for good in his mighty work. We need you. It simply will not be as grand without you. And that just really hit me. Of You know what? I don't have to be a doctor. I don't have to be a nurse. I don't have to go save the world. You know, I am here and... Um, and it just reminded me also that, you know, we fought a war against Satan before we were here and we're fighting it now and we're right on those front lines battling that war, um, of sin. And we can't all be the generals. We can't all be <laughs> captains. Um, but the Lord needs foot soldiers willing and ready to stand up for the truth, to be a light and an example, to be a teacher without soldiers on the front lines. The generals wouldn't be needed and the enemy would take over. He needs me now on the front lines as a righteous mother, wife, sister, daughter, teacher, and yes, sometimes even as a leader to stand up and raise my own title of liberty to fight for my God, my freedom, my religion, and my family. To fight side by side with other righteous women and men who honor and keep their covenants, who can find peace and refuge from the storm in the temple. To gain strength and peace and be armed and ready to continue fighting the battle we are in. And it was just such... A powerful thought to me as I was writing that and as these thoughts just kept coming uh, you know what we're doing something grand no matter what we're doing if we're standing up and trying to be the best person that we can be and serving and trying to raise our families with love and 
righteousness, that's what's really truly important and expected of us. And if the other is supposed to happen, it will come. Yes, that that you wrote about that being the foot soldiers is beautiful. Um, she shared it with me after she wrote it. And it's really made me think a lot the last couple of years about that and how, you know, I can do my little part for my little tiny area of influence. And, uh, you know, most of that right now is raising my children. And um, yesterday I had a mom text me and just thank me for my son being kind and um, I was just so grateful for that because sometimes <laughs> I don't know that I'm doing so great as a mom. And so um, to have somebody else notice that my son was being um, really special to me and one of those tender mercies that I'm so grateful that the Lord sends probably a lot more than I deserve, but I'm grateful for them. <laughs> Um, a couple weeks ago I was listening to a podcast with Michael McLean and he was talking about the brother of Jared and you know when he had the 16 stones and he asked the Lord to light them and he was talking about you know what are our 16 stones what do we have to give the Lord to make better and of course he was talking about his music but for me, I, I think I talked to Kirsten about it afterwards. I kind of feel like this podcast is kind of our 16 stones that we're um, putting out there. And hopefully the Lord is blessing our effort. Um, and I know he's blessing me and my family through our effort to do this. As we kind of wrap this up, it's been fun to kind of reminisce a little bit and give you parts of some of the conversations that Emily and I have had over, over the years. And I'm super grateful for her and I'm grateful for this opportunity that we have to share with you and with each other and for the strength that it brings to me and the opportunity that I have to learn and grow as we study topics and start to discuss them before they even get put on the podcast. And I'm grateful for that in, in my life. In Doctrine and Covenant section 105, verse 41, it says, Therefore be faithful, and behold, and lo, I am with you even until the end. Even so, amen. And I just love that promise that as we're faithful, as we're trying to do and be the best that we can, and even when we struggle, and even when we stumble, and even when we have those not fun days, um, as long as we're trying uh, and we get back up, uh, Heavenly Father is with us. He can be with us to guide us, he sent the Holy Ghost to us to help us. And if we listen, we will just be so much better off. And he, I'm so grateful for, for him and for my Savior and for this gospel to bring us peace and, and comfort uh, in this 
kind of crazy time that we live in in this world. And I'm grateful for that promise that he can always be with us if I try to be faithful. Thanks. I could just say amen to that. Um, I too am so thankful for the love that our Heavenly Father and our Savior have for us. So much so that when we mess up, they still love us and they want us to repent and to work harder and they never give up on us and I am so thankful for that knowledge and for that love and we are grateful for all of you that have stuck with us and hope that you'll continue to listen and share with your friends and family we'll see you next time